0: Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah.
1: Welcome Welcome to to Fuck
0: Shakespeare, Shakespeare, a podcast for the Shakespeareanly
1: challenged. And anyone who really enjoys some saucy dick jokes. Teachers, we might insult you a little bit, sorry. Okay, everybody. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Diana. And I'm Erin. And this is Fuck Shakespeare. Fuck Shakespeare. Of course. Or Fuck Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck. It's Shakespeare. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, and we are at episode 10. Holy shit. Holy shit. And we're going to be talking about holy people. Um, we're going to introduce Friar Lawrence. And we almost skipped this scene because there's not really a lot of sexy stuff in it. Because, you know, it's about a church guy. Church off. guys do sex. Oh, they do. Yeah. But not in this play. Not in this
0: play. Right. No. So who the hell is Friar Lawrence? Well, he's the town holy guy. That,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: right. he's the Verona holy roller. There you go. <laughs> Only
1: eight, so like, you know, he doesn't have big rings and whatnot. I don't think of him that way. I think of him as kind of, you know, mousy and...
0: Yeah. Well, he's a... F- friar he's not a priest right and he lives in a very bare it's referred to as a cell yeah um which makes me think that he's maybe of the ascetic uh, right kind of guys exactly he's actually a benedictine monk
1: yeah so So do
0: they give up all their worldly
1: possessions
0: to become monks yep Mm -hmm. yeah so that so he's not a priest he's a monk it's
1: different yeah a friar was a different thing. They didn't have that whole, like, uh, vow of celibacy and stuff, like, you know, that, that happens now. And they were very much part of the community mm-hmm. that was there. You know, they were really there among the people that they served. And part of their vow, actually, is to not leave their community, to be there for their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that's a really interesting piece Yeah. So they do. Yeah, so
0: everybody knows him. Yeah,
1: and he is the confessor. To everyone. So he also knows everybody's secrets. Yep, he knows all the business. Yeah. So you got to keep him happy. Yeah. (laughs) And when he comes in, this first scene, the first thing he gets is this giant long speech all by himself. What do we call that, Erin? Soliloquy. Yeah, because you're solo, Mm -hmm. right? A solo liloquy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like accessory it's just- <laughs> you know what I'm talking about and I, it, this just occurred to me actually as I was prepping this episode was that the reason he gets this big giant long speech is because Shakespeare had to establish him as a real priest for you to believe the action that goes after he comes in, right? So what do we expect when we see a guy in holy robes? The very first thing we expect is a sermon, right? Mm -hmm. And here he comes on stage, and he's going to have a sermon. And what's his sermon about? It's about plants. (laughs) (laughs) The birds and the bees. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, lots of other opposites. Yeah. we talked a little bit about that.
0: That's life, right? Duality. Yeah. That's the word I want. Yes. The duality of life, which is put forth by Shakespeare in the form of antithesis, which we've talked about. Yeah. And also.
1: Also, uh, another interesting tool in literary, which is oxymoron. <laughs> it has the word moron in it. Right. Okay, like, hey, dummy. Right. Look, pay attention. Um, <laughs> but do you guys know what an
0: oxymoron is? I think probably in high school you've gone over that already. But yeah. just to be safe, and maybe some of you aren't in high school, um, an oxymoron is a statement that seems to have a contradiction built into it.
1: Yeah, like in very close proximity. like um... Unlucky luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a stupid one. But there are, you know, um, uh In Shakespeare, um, right in Romeo's first speeches, in fact, he does a bunch of them, like, death marked love, you know, and like, oh, lovely hate, right? Mm. Those kind of things. Or loving hate.
0: Yeah, but there are some that we use all the time, and I just can't think of them at the moment. Hey there, just an aside. We couldn't think of any good oxymorons, so I went online, to the usual, and looked it up. Um, Examples. Small crowd. Old news. Open secret, living dead, deafening silence, pretty ugly, awfully good. You get the idea.
1: That's all right. But they have this sense of, like, going to extremes in two different directions very fast, right? And so that's kind of what this play does in so many places and it also feels like what we do when we're really young and we're and we're just starting to have all those hormones raging and stuff right did you ever have that feeling where you're like oh really psyched and happy about something and then someone says one thing and your whole mood changes and you're like oh that sucks i'm so angry now and you flip flop from one thing to the next yeah i mean i i If you want to attribute it to hormones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hormones rage in us all the time. Yeah, true. Different parts of life, right? Right, right, right.
0: But so, yeah, people moving from one emotion to another
1: emotion with lightning-fast quickness. And oxymorons in speech represent that Mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the play is full of those, and it kind of also affects the tempo of the play. Yeah,
0: right. Right. Well, okay, so just this popped into my head just right now. So it also condenses what could be long exposition into a very short time frame, right? And exposition being explanation of what is happening or what has happened or what will happen, right? So those, you know about them from reading books where you have these long places where people say what happened in the past so that you get caught up. That's exposition. So if you can boil it down to one sentence by using an oxymoron.
1: Yeah. So yeah. oh, loving hate. Let's talk about the time span of this play. Actually, Yeah, we haven't talked about that. Because many plays, certainly in Shakespeare's day, like, let's think about Oedipus Rex or something like that, which I'm sure you guys like, oh God, we had to read that one that was. So horrible. <laughs> um, but it's like the time span of the play is years and decades where, you know, Oedipus becomes an old man by the end. This play is not that. No, it's Super fast. Yeah, it's just days. Yeah. In fact, it's like four days from Romeo and Juliet meeting. To they're married the next day. Oh, spoiler! Sorry, coming up next episode. And, <laughs> uh, and then, stay tuned. <laughs> you know, and then they die like two days later. Sorry, you knew that. Yeah, yeah you did. Tragedy. You did. It tragedy. has to happen. But in that balcony scene that we just tackled, mm-hmm. Juliet was all in favor of slowing down, right? Yeah. What would have happened if Juliet was in charge? There's a paper idea. Yeah. Or an essay, maybe. Not a
0: whole paper, an essay. I mean, yes. She's 13 and it's
1: moving too fast for her. Yeah, and yeah. she says by summer's ripening breath, this bud of love will grow, right? Right. Let it have some time. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. But, well, alas,
0: Rome- Romeo's worried. I think Romeo, there's several reasons why Romeo wants to go fast, right? One is you can't have sex until you're married. Yep. And he wants that. to do that very badly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also I think that his sense is that if we don't jump on this now, the families are going to intervene and it's never going to happen. Definitely. So we got to move. Absolutely. Before they can,
1: they can stop it from happening. Yeah. So there's something to be said for that, for sure. Yeah. And He's he was right. right. <laughs> he was right about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in this scene, he runs straight from the balcony to this man, who is actually his other father, his real father. Mm, well, I mean his his emotional father. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. He has a relationship with Friar Lawrence that he doesn't
1: have with his own parents. Yeah. Because he's already confessing to him whatever bad things he's already doing. Yeah. Right? He, all those cards are on the table, so he might as well tell him everything. Right?
0: Right. Yeah. And he knows he's not going to be judged because yeah. there's forgiveness in Christianity. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making a face. He is
1: making a, quite a face. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I'm anyway. sorry. I'm not a Christian. <laughs> so, yeah. I apologize.
1: We won't, <laughs> we won't judge there. We won't go there. That's not our area of expertise. No. <laughs> no. Um, so he calls Lawrence Lawrence's ghostly father. What do you think that's about? I don't know. What's that about? I think it's like the father of his spirit. Oh. Uh, yeah. Right. Juliet calls him that, too. So he's the father of their immortal part.
0: Interesting.
1: Hmm. Which is kind of cool.
0: I never thought about it. I always just thought because, you know, he lives away from everybody in Mm. his own little cell. So he's kind of like this almost mysterious, almost otherworldly person. Yeah. Rather than, you know, them who right. live in an opulent house with an opulent courtyard and servants and, and whatnot. And he,
1: he, he doesn't have, he didn't have any of that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, too. That's the thing about Shakespeare, right? I'm right. Aaron's right. Whatever you think that occurs to you as a, a gut reaction to something is probably right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see what this ghostly father sounds like. We're probably going to like speed through him a little bit quickly. Just know that what he's talking about is how plants... In the world, lots of them look beautiful, right? So you look at them, and you can't tell from their outside whether they're poison or medicine, right? So you need to know, you need to investigate, you need to have some knowledge about, you know, their qualities. Before you go putting things in your mouth. Right. It's true of lots of things. (laughs) True of lots Lots of things. things. (laughs) And so he's pointing out that one same thing could have two different things. He even talks about one plant that when you smell it, It's beautiful, and it's health-bringing, but if you taste it, you'll die. Yay! Right? So you need to know how to approach things, and I think that's a real basis for how he's going to function in the rest of this play. Okay, we'll wait to talk more after,
0: but because... I always want Friar Lawrence to be the voice of reason in yeah. this play. I want him to be an adult and step up to the plate and keep people safe and and make the right choices and he doesn't.
1: He doesn't. He and d- Juliet's surrogate mother the nurse doesn't. Nobody protects these kids. I know. And could have turned out so so differently. Much better. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. true of every that tragedy, is the lesson, right? So yeah. That's make a good. bad decision, yeah. And then make another bad decision then make another bet like that's the thing at any point this could have been stopped yeah if anyone had just
1: used common sense yeah along the way yeah and i think shakespeare really points those moments out here, absolutely right like hello this was a turning point this could have been better here, yeah right right um so to point out to us our failings and hopefully we do better if we ever encounter such a situation yeah. again, Ooh. you know. Well, feuds. We do have feuds, right? We, we do have feuds. We have
0: feuds going on right now in our very own country. Yeah,
1: and couldn't we possibly learn from, you know, literature and all of the great examples? Well, that we could.
0: We could. We could. <laughs> we could. choose to make different choices. That was yeah. very redundant. <laughs> but, but seriously, that's the thing, right? On my soapbox for a second, forgive me. But- in our current situation, in our current Hatfield and McCoys or, or Capulet and Montagues or, you know, in our own country, really what everybody wants is the same thing. Everyone wants health, happiness and safety and an ability to enjoy life for themselves and their families. That's what everybody wants. Everybody. Nobody is sitting down and going, I want to I want to fuck those people so I can take their stuff just because they're, you know, mean or evil. That's not what happens. People are driven by these basic things. Right. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Needs, Right. If you ever want to look that up, that's about how, you know, if you don't have shelter, you can't think about becoming more yourself. You have to have food and shelter before you can move to the next Level And that is like belonging. Right. So if you have food and shelter, then you can think about belonging. If you have food and shelter and belonging, then you can think about, you know what I mean? So we need to look at our fellow humans and say, we all are wanting the same thing. We just have different ideas about going about making that happen. And if we can talk about the things that we have in common rather than the things that separate us, maybe we can make some progress. Yeah. Right? It took in this play for them to have in common that their children
1: are dead. dead.
0: (laughs) That's that's... what it took for them to have something enough in common to stop the feud. We don't need to do that.
1: Let's not go that far. Let's not
0: do that. Okay, I'm sorry. Off my soapbox.
1: That's okay. It made you taller. It was cool.
0: (laughs) I'm short, (laughs) in case you wondered.
1: (laughs) Ah, All right. I'm going to read Fire Lawrence. Yeah, you do. You beat Romeo. That'd be good. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you'll get to like him more. No. No. All right. Here we go. I'm a priest now. The gray-eyed morn smiles on the frowning night, checkering the eastern clouds with streaks of light and flecked darkness like a drunkard reels from fourth day's path and titan's fiery wheels
0: so isn't that interesting he's speaking in rhymes mm-hmm. which we talked about in a prior episode but it makes you pay attention when someone rhymes right it gives them um an air of Mystery, perhaps it gives them an air of intelligence. Rip, yeah, yeah, because they can come up with those rhymes in the moment, and checkering the eastern clouds with streaks of light and flecked darkness, like a drunkard reels, like a drunk. You know what drunks look like, right? They, they're they can't walk a
1: straight line. They're wandering, right? Um, from and it's f- jumping out of the way, like a drunkard jumping out of the way of a carriage that's oncoming. Yep. And in mythology, the sun was actually a chariot piloted by Apollo, right. the god of the sun. Right. right. So there's that beautiful, long image of, hey, the sun's coming up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poetry. <laughs>
1: and then he talks about what he needs to be doing before the sun comes up so that's kind of embedded stage direction like he's busy he's not just strolling along and looking oh look the sunrise <laughs> no. um Isn't pretty so i'm busy now ere the sun advances burning eye the day to cheer and night's dank dew to dry i must upfill this osier cage of ours with baleful weeds and precious juiced flowers well wow, he sounds like a fairy Almost, yeah. Right? He right? does. He's collecting things in the forest, little herbs and stuff. Yeah, right? he's
0: filling up his little basket
1: with baleful weeds, though, and mm. precious juiced flowers. So there's the opposites, right? Yeah. So he's got the precious juice, which is a medicine, and the baleful weeds, which are the awful things, right? Yep. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And he has to gather them before the sun comes up. Maybe there's a sense that they have to have the dew on them. If you ever, like, hear herbalists talk or witchy people talk, they have special powers when the night's dew is still on them. So that's kind of fun. So he knows, he really knows about the natural world in this great way. And then he's going to start talking about Mother Earth. The Earth that's nature's mother is her tomb. So there's a fantastic oxymoron right there in, like, She's the mother, but she's also the place where we bury. What is her burying grave? That is her womb. So it's dust to dust, right? Yep. We go down into the earth, and then we're born up from it again, or the plants are at least. And from her womb, children of diverse kinds, we sucking on her natural bosom find. So we find a lot of different creatures that are thriving off of the earth, Right. right? Many for many virtues excellent. None, but for some, and yet all different. Okay, so <laughs> there, there's the Shakespeare for you, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go back to divers. When yeah. you see divers, which looks like D-I-V-E-R-S, it means diverse. Yeah. Dif- you know, but it reads divers. Yeah. yeah, you're going to see that a lot in Shakespeare. But many, for many virtues excellent, none but for some... And yet all different. So
1: there's a lot of wordplay in that little... Yeah, and repetition, which is great, right? Yep. So many for many virtues excellent means that, like, lots of things have wonderful qualities, Mm -hmm. right? None but for some. Like, no creation of nature doesn't have at least one valuable quality or virtue, all right? And yet they're all different. They all serve a different purpose. right. Like okay, we might say ticks. Ticks are gross, and I hate. Well,
0: tics... but they do. They do. They they play a part in the ecosystem, even if we hate them. Yeah. yeah, They're so
1: gross. They're my least favorite thing. Leeches. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And then we have this funny word, mickle. Mickle just means large. Mickle was in a Christmas Carol. Oh, mickle is the powerful grace that lies in herbs, plants, stones, and their true qualities. Bad rhyme there. Yeah, lies Lies. qualitize. Qualitize. (laughs) For not so vile that on the earth doth live, but to the earth some special good doth give. Wait, I want to go back to
0: lies and qualitize for a second. (laughs) Because I wonder, when Shakespeare is presented to us, oftentimes... It's presented to us with an RP. uh, Royal pronunciation. Yeah, so very British. But in fact, in Shakespeare's time, Shakespearean English was more similar to American English in some ways than to current British English. In fact,
1: American Southern. Yeah, American
0: Southern dialects, right? Mm -hmm. Which is because we came from England, right? Yeah. And you'll see the rhotic, non rhotic, we'll talk about that. Aside number two. And I know I'm out of control with the asides this week. So let's talk rhotic and non rhotic. Rhotic speakers pronounce the R in words like large and park. Non rhotic speakers don't pronounce the R, so they say large and park. There you go. But yeah. anyway, my point is this: maybe in Shakespeare's time, it might have been Lee's. It could have been
1: Lee's qualities. Yeah. Lee's so qualities. we don't
0: know that, we don't know, since nobody's still around that was there. But those rhymes that we go, that's a bad rhyme, it may be that the way that the word was pronounced, one of the words, one of the two words was pronounced is closer to the rhyme than yes. we think of today. So
1: we think it's a bad rhyme, but it probably wasn't at the time. Exactly. And in fact, since we don't have any sexy stuff in this episode, I'm going to bring something in. You oh, ready? good. Yeah, okay. here. So our friend, Ben Crystal, we've taken classes with him, he studies this whole thing called original pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And he actually does O-P. Yes. As opposed to R-P. Yes. Yeah. And he actually does plays, entire plays, in original pronunciation. So you can hear you know, he's very scholarly about his study, but then the, the theater that he does is very playful and fun. And so you can really hear how it was meant to sound probably in Shakespeare's time. Mm-hmm. But one great example from that is from As You Like It, and we'll we'll review it maybe when we come to As You Like It. But Jaquie says, he's talking about the fool, and he says, in, in modern text, it says, from hour to hour we ripe and ripe, and from hour to hour we rot and rot, and thereby hangs a tale. Now, In Shakespeare's day, our would have been pronounced whore. Mm -hmm. So what he's really talking about, from whore to whore, we ripe and ripe. We get erections and erections from every one whore to the next. And from whore to whore, we rot and rot. We get horrible diseases Mm -hmm. and thereby hangs a tail. So if you guys have been listening, we said tail means dick. Right. Mm -hmm. And so your dick cannot stand up anymore after you've had so many whores because you get too many diseases. (laughs) There you go. There's your dick pit for the day. Yep. Your original pronunciation. Dick Dick (laughs) pit. Okay then. Okay, Um, so for not so vile that on the earth doth live, but to the earth some special good doth give nor ought so good but strained from that fair use, revolts from true birth, stumbling on abuse. So he's saying nothing is so bad that it isn't giving one benefit to the earth, but nothing is so good that if you change the way that it should be used, that it might not be a horrible evil. Does that make sense? So the even good things, if you don't use them properly, they can become bad. bad. They can become really bad. True nature. Their true nature is to be good, but you could misuse them. Yes, in a way, like
0: religion. Oop, did I say Ooh, that? Oh, whoa!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That's interesting that he's a holy man and he's saying that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. But he's a holy man who is out gathering dew-crested herbs, and yeah. you know. And think about that, right? That's in very in the pagan. Middle Age. Yeah, and in the Middle Ages, they went after people who were herbalists. Yes. Yeah. As
1: devil adjacent, right? Because and also they were taking work from the town surgeon, so right. they're not supposed to be handing out those things. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's a little foreshadowing it's going to, too. A little tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's going to hand out a potion that's very, very instrumental in the way this play plays, plays out. Plays out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go. Cool. Virtue itself turns vice being misapplied. There it is, and vice sometimes by action dignified, so. Something bad, vice,
0: a vice, can be turned to being a dignified thing
1: by action. Yeah. Right. So the result of it, the the outcome, is might end up good. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Within the infant rind of this small flower, poison hath residence and medicine power. So they're both things contained here, poison or medicine, in this flower that he's holding up. For this being smelt, with that part cheers each part. Being tasted slays all senses with the heart. So smelling it gives you joy, eating it ends your life. (laughs) Kills you. Um, So that's to prove that, you know, things need to be used properly, right? Two such opposed kings encamp them still, in man as well as herbs, grace... And rude will. Ah, so now he's positions. going to come. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's grace when we talk about grace? Well,
0: okay, it isn't like ballerina grace. No, no. It's like heavenly, right? So if you are possessed of grace, you have a connection to God. Yeah.
1: And you honor the the gifts that you were given yeah, by God. By God, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you if you are true to your nature, you are graceful. Mm-hmm. And then there's rude will in opposition to grace. That's really interesting. So your own imposition of what you want in this life is in opposition to what God wants Accepting, yeah. 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 Yep. Interesting. And where the worser is predominant, full soon the canker death eats up that plant. And I was thinking of Tybalt when I heard that line because... Mm. Because of all the k k k sounds? Mm. No, just because in his nature, he's not acting... Towards his true nature, right? He's not being uh, He's not being graceful. Yeah. He is acting towards his true nature, but the action that he takes is it, rude will. Is rude will. Yeah. And remember that will also means dick, right? So he's living by his baser instincts, right? By yep. his crotch. <laughs> and so right in the middle of this meditation, here comes Romeo. <laughs> Good morrow, <morning>, Father. <laughs> Benedicite. And that's a shared line. Good morrow, Father Benedicite. Him because I think Friar Lawrence was startled. Yeah. Right? And he's, the first... pe- he's picking, the, <laughs> he's, he's picking bent stuff. over picking shit, yeah. and, and, and Romeo
0: runs up like a lunatic.
1: Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I need you. <laughs> and, and benedicite is, is Latin, and it's not a uh, chance that he says that word because he is a Benedictine monk. Right? Mm-hmm. So his benefice is that. Oh, what early tongue so sweet saluteth me. So he may be trying to turn around and see who the heck is. Yeah, remember that it's not quite sunrise. Right, so right? it's early early, early 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 and he's not expecting to run anybody into yeah. anybody in the forest. And also, if as Aaron said, he's doing these things, picking these herbs, like what if it's somebody that shouldn't be seeing this? Yikes. And then he turns around and he sees Romeo. Oh god, that. Young son, it argues a distempered head, so soon to bid good-morrow to thy bed. What are you doing up so fucking early? Yeah, something wrong with your head, boy. (laughs) Care keeps his watch in every old man's eye, and where care lodges, sleep will never lie. But where unbruised youth with unstuffed brain doth couch his limbs, (gasps) their golden sleep doth reign.
0: So, care keeps his watch in every old man's eye, in other words, um anxiety I'm like you yeah. know and where care lodges sleep will never lie you know what that's like right you have a test coming up and all you can think about is oh my god I don't know it oh my god I don't know it or you have those dreams where you forgot your locker combination and you show up to school naked right like all <laughs> of those things that's where care lodges sleep will never lie that's that you can't sleep when you're yeah.
1: mostly older people who have a whole lot of burdens on them right you or, or yeah.
0: students who are unfairly tasked with stupid stuff
1: yeah <laughs> but I'm just saying <laughs> Friar Lawrence is thinking, Well, you're a kid and what could you possibly have to worry about? It, so he's exactly. like, You should be sleeping. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But you shouldn't be awake, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah yeah. 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 So then he makes this conclusion. Therefore, thy earliness doth me assure thou art uproused by some distemperature. So distemper, which means against your your temper, which is your makeup. Mm-hmm. What you should be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And a little side note, the prefix dis was invented by Shakespeare. and it's a wonderful thing because dis in mythology was Hades, the ruler of hell, mm-hmm. right? So when you are distemperate, you are actually turning your temper your temperament temperament to hell, right? Mm-hmm. So you're doing opposite of what you should be doing mm-hmm. when you disobey. Right? You are obeying your baser nature. You are obeying your darker instincts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. Prefix. Um, Or if not so, then here I hit it right. Our Romeo hath not been in bed tonight. He was having sex somewhere. He's like, oh, please tell me you weren't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That last is true. The
1: sweeter rest was mine. God pardon sin. What's that with Rosaline? So So he. (laughs) Friar Lawrence is absolving him immediately. Because he's like, You just
0: uttered a sin. Oh my God. Oh, with Rosaline, my ghostly father, no. I have forgot that name, and that name's woe. I'm not doing that chick anymore. She just causes me to be sad. I found a better chick.
1: Yeah. That's my good son. But where hast thou been then?
0: I'll (laughs) tell thee ere thou ask it me again. I've been feasting with mine enemy, where on a sudden one hath wounded me, that's by me wounded, both our remedies within thy help and holy physic lies. I bear no hatred, blessed man, for lo, my intercession likewise steads my foe.
1: So intercession is a petition. He's mm-hmm. asking for something here, right? Mm-hmm. And steads means helps. So he's asking for something that's going to help mm-hmm. him and his so-called enemy right. that he says he has fallen in love with.
0: Right. And that's by me. So hath wounded me. That's by me wounded. That's like the Cupid's dart yeah. reference.
1: I got an arrow. She got an arrow. We're in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. Boom and but of course he this is all a little bit like it wasn't very direct was it no no so French Lawrence is like be plain good son and homely in thy drift riddling confession finds but riddling shrift (laughs) right (laughs) don't joke with me man. Right, I can't follow. I can't follow you. I don't know what you're doing. Right? <laughs> a shrift is absolution. So he's like, if you give me a riddle, I'm going to give you a riddle back because I don't know what's talking, what you're talking about. right? So Romeo. <laughs>
0: then plainly know my heart's dear love is set on the fair daughter of rich Capulet. As mine on hers, so hers is set on mine. And all combined save what thou must combine by holy marriage. When and where and how we met, we wooed and made exchange of vow. I'll tell thee as we pass, but this I pray, that thou consent to marry us today.
1: Yeah, so we have all of this repetition and all of these uh, single-syllable things, which only serve to, like, speed up the text, right? When mm-hmm. and where and how we met, we wooed, we made, we şey, <laughs> so you have this sense that he's really tripping over his and tongue, he's And he's like,
0: dragging, maybe dragging Friar Lawrence along with him, like, come on! Yeah, yeah. hurry
1: up, old man, for God's sake! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Friar Lawrence is so funny. So this scene has a lot of opportunity for comedy, which is really great, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Make it fun. And funny. Just because he's a holy man doesn't mean he can't be funny, right? right. Holy St. Francis! What a change is here! Is Rosaline, whom thou didst love so dear, so soon forsaken? Young men's love then lies not truly in their hearts, but in their eyes. Eee! Eee! <laughs> He <laughs> penized. Penized, yeah. <laughs> if he wasn't supposed to be making a rhyme there, he probably would have said something else. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Jesu Maria, what a deal of brine hath washed thy sallow cheese from Rosaline. Great rhyme there. Brine is salt water. Like tears. Like tears, right? And he's like, Jesus, you cried a fucking ocean over Rosaline, and now you're coming to tell me that 24 hours later you're in love with some other chick. And you want to marry her. What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) And she's... Couldn't be a worse choice, but... (laughs) And I had to listen to all your fucking baby moaning. (laughs) Right? How much salt water thrown away in waste to season love that of it doth not taste. The sun not yet thy sighs from heaven clears. Thy old groans ring yet in my ancient ears. Lo, here upon thy cheek the stain doth sit of an old tear that is not washed off yet. So he's like, Jesus, you you didn't even clear those tears that you just cried yesterday. You still got them on your cheeks. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) If e'er thou wast thyself and these woes thine, thou and these woes were all for Rosaline. Wasn't that guy you? Yeah, right, right. right Was right. it you yesterday who came and cried to me, or wasn't it? Was it some other dude? <laughs> right? And art thou changed? Pronounce this sentence then. Women may fall when there's no strength in men.
0: Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> <Right. God! laughs>
0: <laughs> saying keep your dick in your pants because you can ruin someone's reputation and then they're not marriageable and that really fucking sucks
1: yeah 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 and the moral of the story is well fucking go ahead everybody do what they want because like if men can't keep control of themselves then what hope is there for women right being the weaker sex as we are
0: You know, right. again, I'm going to say, again. Pussies, <laughs> pussies are fierce. Puss- pussies rule. I'm just saying it. P- <laughs> pussies are fierce. Okay. Um, thou chides me oft for loving Rosaline. For
1: doting. Not for loving, pupil mine. And badst me bury love. There's a foreshadowing yeah. for you, right? bury. Not in a grave to lay one in, another out to have. So, like, you put one thing in the grave and then you pull the other dead one out of there right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I pray thee, chide not. Sheem, shem. I pray thee, chide not. She whom I love now, doth grace for grace
1: and love for love allow. That other did not so. Oh, she knew well. Thy love did read by rote and could not spell. So he's like, you're like, you were pretending to be in love like a kid who doesn't really know how to read is pretending to read, right? Read by rote, like, because they memorized it. So it's a story that they already know.
0: So right? that, to me, that makes me go back to You kiss by the Book. I don't know yeah. why, but it does. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I don't, yeah.
1: But come, young waverer, come, go with me. In one respect, I'll thy assistant be. So he's thinking fast. He suddenly, like, has an idea, like, wait, 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 maybe this could work. Maybe this could work. Come, young waver, come, go with me. In one respect, I'll thy assistant be. For this alliance may so happy prove to turn your household's rancor to pure love. Prove and love. Yeah. Prov. 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 Prov love. (laughs) But so there's a great oxymoron. Household rancor, rancor to love. Yeah. Right? It's boom, right in there. Rancor means anger, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. And so, fighting. So Fire Lawrence is like, maybe we can end this battle between yeah. these two families. Yeah. And if this like, works. Oh wait,
1: this could work. This could work. Right? Oh, let us hence. I stand on sudden haste. Wisely and slow, they stumble that run fast.
0: That's a great shared
1: couplet <laughs> at the end. Because Romeo's like fast, and he's like, no, not fast, <laughs> not fast. Opposite, but also haste and fast. Haste, haste and fast. Face hast Uh oh i think hast was probably i stand stand on sudden sudden hast hast. wisely and slow they stumble that run fast yeah And I, when I've done it in the past, this play, I love to have Friar Lawrence trip Romeo as he's running out of the room. (laughs) It's a very funny little stage direction, like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. slow down. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And then maybe, like, walk over his prostrate body. Yeah. It's so funny.
0: (laughs) And this is still a comedy at this point, right? Yeah.
1: It's still very funny. Very funny. Even Friar Lawrence is funny. Yep. So, if you ever, maybe we mentioned this before, but you see the uh, movie Shakespeare in Love. Uh He has Shakespeare in that, in that movie say that, actually. It's not a comedy I'm writing now, when he finally gets to Act 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he is writing the funny first. So there's Friar Lawrence. Mm. Any last ideas about him? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's kind of witchy. Mm, mm. That's fun. Yeah. That is fun. And he will prove very instrumental. <laughs> in what's to come. Not necessarily in a good way.
0: But no, yeah. uh, and which is funny because that's exactly what he talks about in his speech
1: at the very beginning of all of this that we just read. Right, that the potential of one thing has two sides to it, right? Mm-hmm. And his potential is to be, as Aaron said, the voice of reason. But nope. 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 Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm—I'm—you're—
0: I'm, y- y- you're erin uh you're diana and this is fuck shakespeare fuck shakespeare yay thanks for joining us for additional fun shit from fuck shakespeare you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com or find us on instagram
1: at fck shakespeare if you are enjoying this podcast you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month just click the support button on the page on spotify or anchor
0: tell your friends